Alright, welcome back everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys. Um, you know, it doesn't get easier. <clears throat> no, um, it doesn't. Week after week, uh, coming to talk about Husker football. You'd think it would at some point. Um, sometimes it, it, it feels like it could be, but <laughs> we have hope. sometimes it feels like it's worse. So it's hard to say. It is hard to say. Um, you know, it was just, you know, we lost again. <clears throat> Um, by seven points, by touchdown, and another one one score loss. <laughs> the fact that we're both kind of speechless right now is, yeah. is just kind of the way the way it's been, man. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll take a first stab here. Um, All right. So we'll we'll visit about some of the the penalties, some of the calls by the refs, and maybe no calls. But before we do that, Scott Frost takes a hell of a lot of crap. Um, right. Well, we has. haven't done a show since since he had fired four coaches. That's so, true. Um, That's true. But anyway, where um, are you going? but you know mm-hmm. he he takes a lot of flack for a lot of things, and he's taken a lot of crap for the offense, for the play calling, for everything that goes down the offensive side of the ball. It's Scott Frost's fault. Um, not not really knowing what Lubick was doing, uh, what the other coaches were doing, this and that. I want to first start off by saying I think he called a hell of a good game. I think so too. I think, and I think Adrian Martinez played a, a, a really well game. You know, a really good game minus a couple of bad. He he had one of his throws. best games. He did. If you ask me, he had one of his best games. But Scott he Frost probably had his wor- He did. And Martinez maybe had his worst interception of the season. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a fair catch interception, yeah. if you will. Yeah. But um, no, going into the game. What everybody was saying was, oh, Nebraska just fired all their offensive coaches. Wisconsin has the number one defense in the country. Is this is going to be ugly? And we could we were, we moved the ball the entire game. We put up more yards we, and more points than any team has on Wisconsin yes. all year. Not points. Notre Dame got. Oh, a that's right, Notre Dame. Besides, they, yeah. they had a couple of late right. pick sixes, but still, we had more points than anyone did at halftime against Wisconsin. And I mean. It, it was consistent. Yeah. We were able to move the ball more so than almost any other game this year. So that was encouraging. But yeah. the defense was not as good as they have been. No, and so I think, again, Frost, great game. Martinez played a hell of a good game. I thought our line did okay. Uh, better, Man, ben, but not great. Ben Hart is just sorry. <laughs> sorry, I hate to single someone out, but he's a liability. We, we got we to gotta stop running the ball up the middle. Uh, we continue, sure. and that's the one thing. That's, if I had one thing to say about yesterday's game, we kept running the ball up the middle, knowing that we do not open up holes in the middle. We don't. We don't outpower Wisconsin defensive line. No. We're not better. We're not bigger. We're not stronger. We're not faster. And we kept doing the runs up the middle right. for zero yards, and that killed us. We started to get some momentum to where we started to do, you know, four, five, six yard plays on first down, and that Off was tackle. Then yes, and that was a huge improvement, yep. whether it was a run or a pass. So we started to see some of those improvements, some of those adjustments that we have not seen all year that were very positive and good to see. Um, I mean, one thing I will say, and I know I text you, I was like, everybody's getting the ball today. It was just like every play went to a different player, and some of them are guys that have one, two touches all yeah. season long. So that was kind of nice. Shit, we to got see. Brody, Brody Belt running the ball. And, and he looked good. Well. He looked good. He's and, just been waiting for his chance. And I saw, did you see the Faux uh, Polini? Twitter. I don't think I did. Uh, Fopaline Twitter said, Rex Burkhead, that, that's you, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Because like, it was. It yeah. was like a little well, did, did I say that? I he said did. he he looks – and I think I said this in the spring game a couple uh, a couple years ago when we went. I said, Brody Belt kind of reminds me of, um, of Rex Burkhead. Right. A smaller version, maybe not quite as talented, but a smaller version. He just runs like him. Right. He, he, looks, he looks like him when he runs the ball. So, but I was glad to see him in the game get some, get some carries and do well. It's always good to see that he's he's not someone we're just putting in to put in. Like I guarantee you, he's put in the work of practice, oh, and he's shown sure. like, hey, give me the ball. Because um, Yant was nowhere to be found. I don't know about Yant. I don't know what happened with him. I know he was there. Um, Marvin Scott looked great. He did when he when he had holes to run through. Marvin Scott looked good. He was running hard. Step didn't get a lot of carries, but he he got a couple carries. Looked pretty good. But I think that's one of those things. Marvin Scott kept giving him the rock because of how he looked. And Brody yep. Belt again. I don't know what he's looked like in in practice. Um, but again, I think that's why he was probably getting more carries than step. So obviously, with Gabe, Ir- Gabe Irvin done for the season and Seven out, you know it was, and then Ramirez was hurt, so it was kind of. And you you fired your running back coach. Yeah. All that being said, I thought we actually ran the ball pretty well. Yeah. No, I um, agree. 
I, I know that you didn't really like that uh, little Torre motion that they would he'd spin around. It, it was weird. I don't know what Belt we did a couple. Like it was just a weird. I, I didn't throw anybody. I know off. they kept saying eye candy, and I mean it was. They're just trying to go this way, this way, this way. I would I would have liked it if it was like if we would have known what was going on because it looked like they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, like it looked like it well, was a, a flustered play every time. The one time. Um, Omar Manning came across and they snapped the ball and hit him in the face. Yeah, and thank God Martinez well, and, got it. And Betts did that a little bit later and almost hit him. And it right. just so I, I think it was just a little off. Maybe not the best. Um, maybe not the best. I mean, it wasn't wasn't so, great. So and I I did text you this. My player, well, not necessarily. Yeah, sure. I'll call my player of the game, Austin Allen. And Nick Zom, if you were watching, yes, I picked him as my offensive MVP <laughs> preseason. And he had, what, 11 catches for like 143 yards yeah. yesterday. Absolutely incredible. Um, and what I said to you and what I'm, yeah, what I'm going to say is the fact that he didn't opt out because he honestly probably should have just opted out and he's going to go to the NFL. Yep. But the fact that he loves this team – and he's a Nebraska kid, and he wants to play. He, he and he wants to play. And if you listen to Matt Verzal this morning, he probably made himself some money yesterday. Oh, and and Volklake had a good game too. He did. He didn't have as many catches, but I mean, our tight ends, like Ross said, our tight ends showed up. Yeah, I mean, they really showed up yesterday, and and we we throw we threw it to him. Right, and that's the that's the one thing. But no, I'm just I'm so proud of that kid for playing. Yeah, yeah, I mean. The, the team essentially has nothing to play for, and he's still playing and showing up, balling out, and yep. making his state proud. I, mean, you see, I, I was yep. very, very happy after the game about that. You say the same thing about guys like Stilly and these other guys that still just right. continue to play. Um, you know, it's in there at the end of their college careers. Um, very proud of those guys coming out and showing up and, and playing hard. And, and listen, our defense didn't have the best game yesterday. It was actually probably the worst game of the year. Um, but on the reverse side, as we know, as Husker fans, there's never a holding call on the offensive line of our opponents. In the Big Ten um, play? It just doesn't happen in the Big Ten. They do not hold us ever, so those holes are there. They're very big holes. But and, when we have a yeah. nice 20-yard run late in the game, then we, of course, get a holding call. Yes, and so, you know, it's those kind of things are, are infuriating to see because um, I thought that Marvin Scott run was just fantastic. Like, that was his best run of the game, our longest run of the game, he gets called back for a hold that wasn't actually a hold. And well, then in Wisconsin, we see Henrich getting hold the entire game, oh, and Henry's they don't call got, it once. He got held the entire game. Don't call it game. once. And it wasn't even getting – it was getting held by these linemen that are getting to the next level after our defensive linemen just uh, – they struggled. Well, they struggled. What, what happened was Daniels went out, and that really hurt. In the second yep. half, he went out, and that hurt because he's a captain. He's a huge guy, mm-hmm. and he – you know, fills that space and can get penetration. He was out, and I—I I mean, I like the guys that we have. Yeah. I like Ty Robinson, and, and, and we didn't see awesome. pain much. No, um, and as much you know, Garrett Nelson. I love you, dude. Missed a few tackles, so and, he, he was in position. Yeah, for tackle for loss, but instead it's going for three to five yards the other way. Luke, Luke Reimer got missed a few too. Kind of yeah. angles were off a little bit. So I think you know, listen, Allen's a great running back. He's seventeen years old. The kid looks like he's running 30? like he's a pro NFL, yeah, a pro quarterback. Uh, he, he, he's just he's looking like he's um, like Derrick Henry. I, someone's got to check that birth certificate. <laughs> I don't believe it. And how's yeah. a seventeen-year-old in a freshman in college already and doesn't turn eighteen till next year? Like that just sounds weird to me. But I don't know some of these. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But um, you know, he was good. He was a good running back. I mean, um, he was. But we we, we actually kind of kept him in check, except for his two long two touchdown runs. And the problem with a lot of our missed tackles against him is we tried to tackle up high. Yep. You ain't gonna ta- you ain't gonna tackle a guy like him up high. Well, and not if you throw your shoulder at him. Yes, he's and, just gonna bounce right off you. Yeah, and, and that's what Cam Taylor Britt did. He did it a couple and times. Cam was, Taylor yeah. on the the first long touchdown run. He. Bounced him right away from all the rest of our he did. defenders. Yep. Um, there you go, Ross said it too. Kept trying to hit him high. Yeah, we got to go for the legs on a guy like that. And the last touchdown run that he had, the the winning touchdown, I'm sorry, but two of our players were getting held on both sides. That's why there was as big of a hole as there yep. was. Just saying. Wisconsin doesn't hold. They're the yeah. most disciplined offensive line, along with Iowa, in the Big Ten <laughs> and in the country. They do not... 
They do not commit penalties. We do when we're successful. <laughs> right. When we have the potential to win, we actually commit the worst penalties to ourselves. But, again, aside from those two calls, which, again, I think were bogus, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. Not as really. far as pe- as far as discipline, not, we'll, we'll get to that. Really o- that was, opening kickoff, yes, we did. Because, I mean, what the hell, special teams. Um, if, if you yikes. think that what is being done on special teams from our coaches right now is acceptable yep. and is good, then – you have another thing coming. You need to hire yeah. a special teams coordinator, and I really hope that Trev is telling Scott that right now. Well, I mean, and, and Frost said, you know, Dawson's done good up to this point, and it's a specialist problem. It's not a specialist problem after what I saw yesterday. I mean, shoot, even – We're still like, returning kicks. Like, yeah, I mean, one, but – But we, still. But you go back to a crucial point in the game, we're going to get the ball back, and Alante Brown – Calls a fair catch and drops it, and I don't know what that rule is, but the fact that we got the ball at the six and we can't pick it up and run it, yeah, I don't know what that means or what that is, but I mean, that's that's a weird. I've never, I didn't know that was even a rule. I didn't know that that existed. That's really weird. Now again, catch the damn ball. Catch the ball. That you you eliminate that problem right off the bat if you catch the ball. Yep. A um, couple questions. So uh, I think it was uh, Adam. Maybe his first name. Sorry, sorry guys. Went we off have... screen, but Adam asked about. Um, if we would rather have the close losses like we've had this year to every game that we've lost, or we'd rather get blown out, that's a very a lot of people struggle with that question. I don't. I'd much rather lose in a close game. Yeah, because if we get blown out, and we've we've seen this in in the Husker games, in previous coaching, uh, t- in previous coach teams, they give up. If you get blown out, at some point you are giving up in that game because it's it's insurmountable. Right. We've been in every game. Our guys are fighting back every game. They're playing hard. They do not give up. And that is one thing about this team that I can say that I haven't seen in, in a Husker team in a long time is, yes, we're losing. And, no, this is not a moral victory speech. Right. This is these guys are fighting their asses off. They're still college. Yes, they're young adults. We're not going to call them kids. They're young adults, but, yeah, they're kind of kids too. But they're fighting their asses off game after game after game. They're not giving up, and we are getting those chances to win. And the football gods just don't like us. Yeah, something we, is not we, going our way every game. Upset somebody somewhere at some point that we got to reverse yeah. <laughs> somehow. And, but, and Eli, sorry, I'll get to Eli's comment here real quick before it disappears. But he mentions our offensive tackles are ranked dead last in Power Five teams uh, in pass blocking. Martinez most pressure QB in any Power Five team. Oh yeah, uh, we need some work on our offensive line. And you know we've talked about the second worst in the Big Ten overall grade uh, and second most sacks allowed. We've talked about this multiple times because people keep coming down on Martinez. They do. Um, and yes, he he does make some mistakes. He's not the most accurate all the time, but and he does make mistakes in crucial at crucial points. He does. But yesterday was not the case. He threw that one. You know, he threw the one interception that was not his fault. The other one, I, I think Oliver Martin the, gave the, up a little bit. Gave up or didn't try? Both. Yeah, kind of slowed down, stuck out his hand, pulled it back, and that's. But it, it, it and I actually went off on Sam McEwen on Twitter because he's like, "Oh, he threw it right to the safety." No, he actually threw not it to, really. he to threw where it Oliver Martin that was didn't going. Put his hands out, or well, he threw it exactly where Martin was going, and that's that's what you do as quarterback. You don't throw it behind him. You don't throw it high. You throw it where they're going, yeah. and he did that. And right when he threw it, I'm like, "Oh my god, where's it going?" And then Martin, and then he just didn't get it. Yeah. So frustrating. Um, yeah, so like Ross said, first pick was on Oliver. Uh, watched it over and over again. You and I discussed that yes, yesterday, we did Ross. Talk about that, Ross. Um, would you rather fire Frost now and win a national championship with five years to keep Frost and win two national championships? Tim's in making years? jokes. Hey, Notre Dame, um, good luck getting in the playoff. <laughs> uh, so who should be our offensive coordinator coming in the next season, and should Frost give up play calling? So you want to take a shot at that one? Do you have? Sorry. I don't have any ideas personally on offense. No, coordinator. I, I, I don't have. I'll any, have to I, do a little research on that. People are throwing names out. I, just, I know I'm not. Frost said that they've got a lot of interest, and you know he knows people, obviously more than we do. So I, yeah. I really don't know. Um, maybe look at some of those. Um, I hate to say it, but maybe look at some of those group of five schools that have uh, that that are good this year. Yeah, and and have high powered offenses and. And see if there's somebody there. I don't know. Um, what was the second part of the question? I'm sorry. Uh, and then should Frost give up play calling? Oh, it's tough, man. Because 
I mean, I, I'd say yes, just just to spark a, a you know something different. Yeah, just to do something different. If know? we if we hire an offense coordinator, then absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Don't hire a wide receivers coach to also be your offense coordinator, right? Because I don't know if Lubick was doing any of. The, I don't know what Lubick was doing. I have right. no idea. I, I know that's the thing with some of these coaches. It's like, what are you actually doing? Yeah, because we're not seeing development, and you're getting paid a lot of money yep. more than I'm getting paid, and you're, it seems like you're not doing. And, and I, I would love to see. We did. Holy crap! Like we could have ran the option all game yesterday. We probably could have. And then go with some play action because they couldn't stop us. They could yeah. not stop the the option offense. And we could have kept doing that instead of keep trying to run the ball up the middle. So I would love to see. And we could do a spread offense again. If we have the right offensive line who can get the speed and start pulling, get our guards to pull, our tackles to get out in front, of the, in front, that could very much happen. Well, and we do have some offensive linemen that I like and that are young, yep. that have some serious potential. Yes. So They have to be developed, which yes. is why Greg Austin is no longer there. Correct. Because we have not seen that development yeah. in four years. We I still mean, have not been good. Maybe Cam Jurgens, but... Cam's going pro. I mean, that guy's yeah, he's, he's a stud. I tell you what, if Nick Gates can be a pro center, oh right. If Nick Gates Nick, can go to the NFL, Cam Jurgens is going to the NFL. I thought Nick Gates was kind of a POS. He was also what a tackle or a guard. He was he was yeah, not a center. He, he, he might have been, but I think Cam Jurgens has a bright future ahead of him. Um, yeah, got Coastal Carolina, Tommy Reese, Dan Mullen, Dan, Tommy Reese. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Uh, uh, so a couple good opinions from Dalton there. Um, yeah, the O-line coach, again, I think is going to be huge going in, like Ross says, this next season because we have to get somebody getting those guys to that next level of play. Well, they're, they're, at, they're at like that beginner level, and they're not quite at the even the, um, the intermediate. They're, they're still at the beginner. We need to get to intermediate, then we need to get to advanced to be successful in the Big Ten, to play well, Big Ten football. And we have the funds to pay coaches – I'm, I, I don't yes. care what our record is for the last four or five years. We have the money to be able to pay to for better coaches to win more yes. games. And I would love, Dalton, love, as much as I didn't like him when he was the head coach, Bill Bill Callahan, to be as the offensive coach. line coach. He was the offensive line he's coach like the best, for, for the like Cowboys. The, he's like the best offensive line coach in the NFL. He is. Well, for like the Cowboys, the Redskins, the uh, where else, the Giants. He's been like all over the NFL. Yeah. And he's definitely the best to do it. Yeah. And, yes, I would love to bring him back. I don't, I don't think it will happen. Probably Got a little sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. But, yeah. again, I think Scott That's Frost, again, he's getting some help from Matt Davis, and a lot of people don't like that. I don't care. I don't care. Bring in the best guy. I don't care who's helping him. He's got a lot to do. He still has to prepare for two more games. I hate Tom Herman, Matt Miller, but <laughs> but I also agree that he's probably a better offense coordinator than oh, the coach. He was an absolutely amazing offensive coordinator for Ohio State. Yes. Which so is why he got the head coaching job yes. at Texas. Yep. So, so I'd rather have him. No Sarkeesian. No. No. Again, another another head co- another, another offense Texas coordinator. Head coach. Another offense coordinator that goes uh, to be a head coach that just doesn't have success. Yeah. And Texas lost again yesterday. So. Um, but. But again, Steve good, Sarkeesian good, good is, is a good offense coordinator. Yeah. We saw he was good at Bama. Um, but I, I don't like him. Personally, but uh, I don't like Tom yeah. Herman either. I, I, I don't. I, at this point, I don't care if I don't like the person. As long as we're good, I don't care. There's one. There's one guy that I will. I will say no to. Only one guy. <laughs> Only one in the entire country in the entire coaching history, and that is Urban Meyer. Oh yeah. Do not. Do not talk to him. Do not bring him to Nebraska. If you do, I'm burning everything I own with the N on it. Everything that's red that says Nebraska, okay. it's going to the trash. All I right. will find another team. I will be a bandwagon fan for whoever's winning for the rest of my life. Do not reach out to Urban Meyer. So we won't do that. But uh, but we will. We have the money. We right. have the money to do so. Like you said, it, people talk about firing Scott Frost. It's not an issue of money. It's not. No, it's an issue of you have to let go of the guys that you brought into the situation that are not being successful in order for you to have success. And you have one year to do it. If you cannot be successful next year, you can't meet the metrics they put in place, which is definitely a win loss situation as well. If you can't do that, you're gone. And, and I think that's the right thing to do. I like it. You give him five years. If he can't do anything after five years with a winning record, then Sorry, you have to go. So I love you, Scotty. But going going back to that question of would you rather have close losses, mm-hmm. you know, or go nine and three 
and get blown out in those three losses. I had this conversation with my boy Chris Persigal this week. Uh-huh. He called me. Yeah, yeah. And hadn't talked to him for a while. Shout out to Chris. And he was like, man, I just, like, I loved Bo. Like, <laughs> like how you feeling about Frost, like, with these close losses and stuff? And I'm just like, man, you know, it, it was tough because we won nine games a year. Yeah. But then those games, like you said, we gave up. We're three and seven playing on the road against a top 15 team. And we should have won the game, and we did not give up. Not only a top 15 team on the road, but what a lot of people say in the Big Ten, going to Camp Randall and winning is not easy to do. Right. Everybody will tell you that. It's not easy to win there. They put that place up against Penn State. Right. uh, And people say the Michigan Big House is not that hard to play in because you get a lot of old geezers there that don't cheer and don't get loud. But um, they put it up against Penn State. and, And there was a Michigan fan that said that Nebraska, when they went to the game against Michigan, that that was... They put it up against Penn State. They're like, that was probably the best atmosphere. Oh, dude, we were there. It right behind Penn freaking, State. It was popping. So uh, I give it to our fans too, but I, going to Camp yeah. Randall winning is not easy to but do. I just, I guess it is kind of crazy to me that we were a 3-7 and seven team and we competed that hard and that well in that game yesterday that that was impressive to me. Yeah, and the, I mean, the announcers were saying it. They were saying it. I watched – College game day on one TV and uh, Big Noon kickoff on the other. And both of them were like, you know, this is like the best. I mean, you never want to have seven. You never want to be three and seven. But this is like the best three and seven team. And they're still competing and they're not giving up on their coach. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for me. And they're going out on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, and being like, uh, I think it was uh, um, Jamari Butler. Um, who came or no Latrell Neville said that's my coach like frost oh, season, frost season and then Butler responded and said that's my coach I'm not gonna play with anybody else well and going back to my conversation that I had with with Chris he said um have you because he's like I've been seeing all the cool things you guys have been doing have you guys like talked or uh with any current players and I was like yeah we, we actually have yeah and he's like are, are they on board with frost and I was like all in yeah all in all in and so they love the guy. He he is a player. I mean, coach. JoJo Dobin played that Ohio State game. Hurt. We we've thought we've talked about it. He's he's a player's coach. Yeah. Um, Dalton asked next year if we if we had next year's schedule this year, are we sitting at three and eight? No, I think we're probably eight and three, nine and nine and two. Um, Easy. I suppose I'll have to look there. I know we play Northwestern Ireland, and then we play. We still play, play Oklahoma, like, like North Dakota. We got Oklahoma at I'm still, home. I'm still saying no. I think we're nine and two at this point. But who knows? I mean, we still yeah, have one of the toughest schedules. And and somebody did ask me the other day. They said, "So what happens if Frost goes six and six next year? Do you keep him?" I don't know what the matter. I, I said, don't know. "I don't know." I I I would have to see how those games went. Yep. And you know if, I mean, God dang, dude! All these teams we're playing are right there in the top fifteen, top twenty. Yep. And we're right there with them. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma could win the Big Twelve. Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. Yeah, they they were winning forty nine to nothing at halftime yeah. yesterday, yeah. and we were down by six with six minutes left going in, and yep. instead of going for it, we kick we try to kick field goal and miss. Man. Miller asked about Solich coming back as offensive coordinator. I just don't think it happens. I think he's done coaching. He's he's a little bit older now. I think he doesn't want that stress. Um, nah, probably just wants to live the rest of his life. I don't know if that's grandkids, whatever. But, um, but that's 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 a point Jimmy and I talked about yesterday a little bit too. And you know, we this is why we have the show. We text all the time during the games, anyways. But if we're not watching them, but I told him I said, you know, it's it's frustrating watching these other games when you see Michigan, Michigan State play. You see Ohio State, Michigan State play. You're gonna see Ohio State and Michigan play next week, and Ohio State's probably gonna run them into the ground because that's what they do. And you see these games, and it's just infuriating because it's like we. We played against these teams better, yet we're... Than anyone else. Yeah, we're keeping it closer. Ohio State, we were their toughest game all year. Yeah. Michigan, their toughest game. Michigan I mean, State, their toughest game. Oregon Oregon did win at Ohio State. And they, like, they, they and, and they looked good. I'm talking about when Ohio State was humming, though. No, and... and Ohio State 100%. was... 100%. Ohio State's State, gotten better. Ohio State has gotten way better. So... And we hung with them yeah and so the fact that we are not getting blown out which we talked about at the beginning of the show is yes it sucks and this is not no it's not a moral victory rah rah you I know hey you know, no it is the teams are not the guys aren't giving up on their coach 
they've given up on their coach in the past. Yeah. I think coaching coaching has given up in the past. Yeah. Our coaches are not doing that now. Scott Frost is not doing that. His emotion on the sideline after that no call, he I thought he was gonna just absolutely power oh, drive he was that. Ready to throw hands. Throw hands and everyone's like, hey, I'll go go fund me. Like I was ready, go, I go was ready to throw hands. Yeah. Go go nuts. Talk about it after the game, get fined. Start a GoFundMe, everyone's gonna pay that fine. Oh, for sure. I'd pay. The national media, when ESPN is standing up for your team, when they did, have not done that in however many years, 20-some years, and ESPN is saying that they made a bad call. They made the wrong call. Big Noon is saying you're, you made the wrong call. Yeah. Everybody's saying you made the wrong call except for Wisconsin fans. Everybody, even some Wisconsin fans, that right. you know you messed up. And that is where – it was so infuriating. I, I've been, we've been upset this year, and Jimmy and I talked about it. We've been upset. I've never been more pissed off at the end of a game than I was yesterday's game. I was straight just pissed. Right. And I'm not, I'm not someone that gets angry. I do not. I'm, I'm a nice person. <laughs> I keep my temper. But that just – I was fueled, and I was so mad. I'm watching the game with my dad, and I just – had my kids there, so I couldn't get too angry. But inside, like – I didn't have kids, so yeah. I was screaming. Inside, like just the fire inside me. And I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night. I shut off all social media about 20 minutes before that, 30 minutes before. I tried to stay off Twitter as much as possible and other social media because I knew what it was going to look like. Tim, I'm never nice to you. I still love you, buddy. Um, but it's, it was so infuriating because, yes, that last call did not determine. It right. kind of did determine the outcome. There's a lot of things that could have determined right. the outcome well before that. We Agreed. know that. And we know that that last call at the end of the game in any sport you watch is never what determines the outcome of the game. But in that situation, you cannot not throw that flag. You have, you have to, to throw, throw the that flag. Because flag. it is... Clear and it wasn't even like a bang bang. It was ten feet away from Betts as he jumped in the air and he gets knocked from behind at a guy that's not even looking at the ball. Right. And to to be fair, that doesn't mean that we even score. Yes. Because we still have to go in and score and then go yep. for two, which I think we and would or should have done. Frost said he was gonna go, he was gonna do that. Yeah, I, I, we would I, have I four seconds that. left after right. that. We would have caught our last time out. Right. And we would have probably done an Adrian Keeper for the touchdown and the win. Yep. And then whatever two-point conversion play, whatever. Which but, would have been really cool to get Cam Jurgens in there to run the ball. <laughs> as, a, as, a lead, as a lead or a lead blocker, get a fullback in there. But, you know, it's, it's just frustrating. So, and the fact yeah. that, again, we were so damn close. And I'm like, we're going to win this game. I just, I had such a, it was like Iowa, uh, what was it, two years ago? Yep. When we were on that winning drive. And Adrian Martinez gets hit because someone biffed their block. Was that two years ago? Yeah, it was. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, last year, two years ago, whatever. And he, they missed that block, and Adrian fumbled the ball after getting hit. That was like that sinking feeling in your body, and it was just like, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. And that was the last game of the season. It stopped us going to a bowl. So this was a little bit different as far as scenario, but I, no, I just, it was still demoralizing. I get it. Man, um, like you said, it. it, it that one play doesn't win or lose you the game, but no. but it could have. It <laughs> essentially loses you the game, mm-hmm. so it, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And especially when we calls haven't gone our way for years. Yeah, and yep. and again, and we can put it up if if you haven't <laughs> uh, that. On the left side video, show that play. On the right side video, show that JoJo Doman. Pass interference against Michigan. Against Michigan, that cost us the game. Yeah, that was a n- not that was not pass interference. That that gave them a touchdown before half. That really just changed the outcome. Yeah, or changed the the momentum of that game. It kind of changed the trajectory of the game. Yeah, and put those side by side, and then tell me what pass interference is. Yep. It. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. So so again, you you cannot you can't rely on the refs to you can't put refs in that position but the refs are also put in that position to make that call well and, and they didn't you know we we gosh. but but before here oh so so i talked about scott frost's play calling right that was fantastic we get the ball down at the 21 yard line whatever it was and we throw we throw a pass to austin allen he gets held pass interference a lot of people didn't think a lot of wisconsin fans and twitter is like oh maybe that wasn't pass interference i'm like he's seven feet tall he was like two he was like two 
a foot and a half taller than that. Yeah, guy. and even if that ball, yes, that ball landed out of bounds, but where it landed was the corner. Austin Allen could have gone up and got that easily. Hundred percent. He didn't probably have to jump very high, so he could have had that. But then the problem is we get a hold on the next play, right? Get back to the twenty yard line, whatever it was, and instead of just trying to get half of your yards, you have three timeouts. Instead of just trying to get there with three timeouts with like thirty some seconds left. We went for the end zone. We kept going for the end zone. Why? Well, first thing that happened was we let the clock go a lot longer than I thought we should have. We did. And when we have three three timeouts. Because if you let it go down, then you're a little stressed. Yeah. If you call a timeout early, then you know you can throw a pass and go out of bounds and stop the clock. Yep. But when you limit yourself, you know, with that clock management that I think Frost has had an issue with yes. since he's been here. Um, well, and that's because he's trying to manage the play calling and the game. And right. that's why I would love to hit, give it up. Um, so that was the first thing. I was like, what are we doing? Like, run up play. <laughs> yeah. Stop the clock. Yes. So then you're trying to run three, four plays in a 30-second window. And that, that's tough to yeah. do. Yep. And Especially when you're trying to throw the end zone. And especially when you're a team who doesn't have a comeback win in that no. nature. And you're 4-19 in one score games. Yes. So, um, I, I did think that was probably the worst part of the game as far as clock management from our staff because I understand you don't want to give them the ball back. So, I understand letting the clock go down. But I think those, those play calls, once it got to the 20-yard line, first and 20, yeah. and you had to get down to the one-yard line to get a first down or two-yard line to get a first down, we kept going for the end zone. I would have liked to see, hey, let's get, run a short slant route to Toure, to Betts. Just give us half those yards back to make those next couple plays easier to our tight ends who can go up in the end. Well, and, get it. and it happened earlier in the game, too. We went for it on fourth down in the red red zone or, you know, on that half of um, Wisconsin's field and Wisconsin's side of the field, whatever. And on fourth down, we threw the end zone. But we didn't need – it wasn't fourth and goal. We just needed to get, like, yep. seven, eight yards. Yeah. But we throw a 25-yard pass, yeah. and it's like yeah. – Man, well, why, why, why can't we just do a play to try to get the yardage? Yeah. We don't need a touchdown. Yeah, and and we at Nebraska, and, and Dan says that's typical Scott Frost. I think that's been that was Bo Pelini. That that's historically Nebraska before yeah. Solich, before or after Solich. After Solich, hundred percent. That is, hey, let's not just get chunk yards. Let's get it all on this play. Hey, it's it's third and fifteen. We're clearly not going to be kicking a field goal. Why not get half of your yards and then try to get it on fourth down? You're going yep. for it on fourth yep. down either way. Try to get up to you know a short yardage play. That, that's that that's historically it's, it's very infuriating Nebraska. because you you know you're going to go for it, but you you throw a thirty yarder when you yep. only need fifteen when you could get ten and then it's fourth and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so Miller here says. Any clue why he burned Smothers' red shirt instead of putting in Henrik Harburg instead? I I don't know. I mean, Smothers, he does have that COVID year as well. I don't know right. if that had know, anything know, to do with I it. I know when he came in, I didn't I, I didn't think about his red shirt getting burned. And I saw it all over Twitter, and I was like, oh, man, what are we doing? But, I mean. I, I don't know. I got, I got nothing for you, Matt. I, I, I really don't have anything for you. Um, do I think? think that Logan Smothers is going to be like a three-year starter? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, think... I, mean, I, I mean, I like him when he comes in. He can run the ball really well. Um, he's throwing the ball decent when he's got in. There's a reason but... why he doesn't come in when Adrian's hurts because when... he is not developed. Yeah. And I don't know why they put him in there. I think in that position, yes, either bring in Harburg to hand the ball off. They should have brought in Masker to hand the ball off. And yeah, go or to Masker. Half. They should have brought in Masker to hand the ball off and go to halftime. Or do a wildcat. And then say, Martinez, are you okay to go? Yeah. And then we'll make a decision after that. Yeah, or or do a, a wildcat with Brody Belt. I mean, <laughs> or, or Alante Brown. I mean, you know, I, I, did, I did like seeing Alante Brown out there a little bit more. I'm a huge fan of Alante Brown. Me too. I think he's going to be a stud for us this next year coming up. Um but yeah, I, I just I don't know. I don't got anything for you, Matt. I got nothing. That um, was interesting. I'm, I'm I do not really I do sure think why they burned his red shirt. That was pretty. Yeah, I do think Henrik Harburg is going to be amazing for Nebraska. You know, they may have burned the red shirt as well for that reason, knowing that hey, we're going to burn the red shirt now because maybe Adrian's not coming back next year. So now we got Smothers. I think they said we're Scott need, wants him to come back next year. But but that that's beside. I don't know what's going to happen. But either way, maybe. 
maybe they don't know that, or maybe they do know that. So Harburg, they want him to not you know, play quite yet, get smothered, burn that red shirt. You're going to start playing the next few years. Then we're going to Harburg behind you. I don't know. Just throwing the scenarios out well, there. But. And we haven't said this yet, but shout out Adrian Martinez, most yards as a quarterback in Nebraska football history. Congrats. Um Yeah, that's that's awesome. And, you know. To, I, do, to do it without a winning season? Four losing seasons. That's incredible. Yeah. Again, that and, just that just goes to show how good he is. And he is, and he is. Or and that how? Th- sorry, hold on. Before I say how athletic he is. That's a good way to put it. Um, because he, you know, like I said to you, a lot of games we're losing in the second half, so yep. he's throwing the ball. You know, it's not. Yeah. Option pitch, and you know when when you think about it, the in the whole scheme of Nebraska football. A lot of those quarterbacks were option quarterbacks, yeah. and you know they they got a lot of rushing yards and stuff yep. like that. But they're not throwing the ball nearly as much. I mean, yeah, t- Tommy Armstrong was the one that he passed, yeah, and that's because he was a three and a half four year starter, and we weren't really that good during that time either. Yeah, so it's true. Um, and Matthew Miller, I can't tell if you're yelling at us because you go from lowercase to all caps. I don't know if you're yelling at us or not. If you're just excited, but um, yeah, so Hunter Carberg will be the future, huh? <laughs> I, I think Harburg, again, everything I've heard is Harburg's got a better arm than Smothers. He's more accurate. He's got kind of more of like a pro-style quarter body type, if yep. you will. Yeah, um, and yeah, and again, we go back to the, the offensive line. Dan says he hope Adrian doesn't come back. He's not the team that's going to help us take the next step. Um, I, I, I agree, but I also disagree with that, only because, again, as these other guys are making the point of our offensive line. We know where we're at with our offensive line and where we've been for a few years now. We don't have the offensive line he had his freshman year. We don't have that protection that he had his freshman year. And he was able to do a lot more his freshman year. Now we're not able to see that um, that yep. athleticism really take place. Plus he's been injured a lot because he keeps keeps taking hits. So he's not willing to take that hit like he used to. Right. It, and on that point. So I agree, but I also I can see both sides of it, Dan. So I get what you're saying. I plus. Do. I don't disagree. He's played at least half of this season injured. And he's been pretty damn good, if you ask me. Yep. And he's got a lot of heart. Yes. So, So again, he's. Credit for that, for sure. He is a great guy. Everyone Uh, knows he's a great guy. Great. And he'll throw an interception. I'll be like, here we go again. (laughs) But I still, you know, then he'll have a rushing touchdown. And he'll throw a 75 yard pass to Torre. And it's just like he's man. up for a man of the year award. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things. It's it's like feast and famine. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, uh, you know, we talked about Toure there, so I, I have to give a quick shout out to to also not only Toure because he had a, f- a fantastic oh, game. He made himself some um, money too, if you ask me. And you know, I saw Omar in there fighting. I saw I saw our guys making blocks off the line a lot. I saw some really good things from our offense yesterday. I was really excited about. Our um, offense looked better yesterday than they have almost all season. Yep. Probably yeah. all season. Yep. Against um, the best defense in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we're right there the whole time. Yeah, and Dan, like you said, yeah, he does so many good things, but then in, in the moment when we need him, he it kills momentum when he does something like, like that. Like when he fumbles against yes. Illinois for a, yes. a, a fumble uh, six and we lose the game fumb- off that. Fumbles with Michigan. I mean, yeah, those. I agree. Yeah, so that, that's the downside of what we've seen for Adrian. So love the guy. I think, he's a, I think he has so much talent. He is, I think, one of the best QBs in the Big Ten. But he's also he also he is the number one quarterback yes, in the Big Ten. He can also show you the worst side of uh, his quarterback. I mean, um, yeah, Joe and CJ Stroud, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but no, I think our seniors uh, again they, they they're still there. They're still playing. JoJo Doman still went on the trip. Yeah. Cheering on his team. Um, that says a lot about him and, again, about the culture of Nebraska yep. right now. That you take a roster road spot yep. to a player that is out for the season. You could have someone there that can actually play, but instead you take him. Yep. That, yeah, culture for sure. Yeah, so I, I think that speaks a lot to the culture, just the guys that are still playing because they still have a lot to play for. Even though it's not wins and losses that they're playing for, they're playing, hey, I need to show up still. And play for my team. And guess what? They wanted to beat Wisconsin. They want to beat Iowa. Those guys are playing if they can play. Yep. If they're not hurt, they're playing. JoJo had his best game of the year and probably his career against Ohio State. Injured. And he needed surgery on his hand. And the doctor told him not to play. And he played and he anyways. Played anyway. Yep. So if that tells you anything about the culture in Nebraska and what Scott has built on the back end, before the wins and losses, 
that should tell you everything you need to know about these kids. Do you think JoJo plays in that senior bowl? No. I don't think his hand will be ready. He, I mean, I don't I don't he accepted the invite, but um, maybe he'll go and just chat with him. I think he'll chat, be on the sidelines, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be cool. There'll Are probably you? be some scouts there, too, but... Uh, Ron Brown, running back coach of the future. A lot of people want him to coach running backs. I'd be fine with that. I think Ron Brown is a I love Ron Brown. stand-up guy. Love uh, him, hell of a guy. I think he's going to be a good coach. For sure. Um, Rich here says uh, defense and team as a whole needs more speed. Look a step slow. Yesterday we absolutely uh, we did. Far, Farmer looked a step slow. I, I will say and Far, that Farmer. that sucks yep. because if Deontay Williams is in that game, that last touchdown doesn't happen. I do agree. I think Deontay Williams, uh, having him and JoJo gone yesterday were very obvious yes, to me. Yes, 100%. Um, I think we have a lot of talent and don't, still. Don't get me wrong. Gunnarsson and Gifford yep. played. Oh, love. Oh, yeah. Gunnarsson was awesome, yes. actually. Um, and, and Gifford played well, too. But, I mean, they, they, they kind of looked like JoJo did when he was a freshman. He was awesome. Yep. But he was a step slow. And yep. that's kind of where they're at right now. So still young, still the, right, yeah. and and so they'll potentially get there. Hopefully, get there. Um, but yeah, Farmer. I I mean, he's played really well for Deontay, but he's just a a step slow. He's or, smaller too. He's right? not quite as big as Deontay. Um, Deontay Williams hits hard too. So yeah, yeah. but even, but even you know, it's, it's funny because I agree. Our, we did look a little bit slower, a step slower yesterday. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the reasoning was because again, Luke Reimer took a couple kind of bad routes. Um, excuse me to make tackles. Uh, Farmer again was a little bit slower. Uh, Braxton Clark, man, he was right on that Gosh, coverage on that touchdown. I know he was right. He just. I saw he, him come in. and I go, oh okay, Braxton's in the game, and then they score a touchdown. But he got his, he, he got his hand in there. I know. It's just the. It was a good throw, a good catch. Braxton Clark was there on the coverage. Because I'm excited about him. I, well, I like him too because he was a starter and got hurt and then got his. Hey, answer place answer me this: taken. Did Quentin Newsom play much yesterday? I don't even know if I saw him. I don't even know if I saw Newsom on the field. So someone looked that up for us. I didn't see yeah, him yesterday. I don't even know that I saw him. And if he was, he didn't get thrown to. Um, uh, but Quentin Newsom again. I think we have. Well, and Cam played a great game yesterday. He did. And again, he probably earned himself some money during that game yep. yesterday too. He, he you know, he, on the a couple of those tackles that he I just mean, bumped, that was right. the bad part. But that for the most part, in coverage, one, he was great. Yeah, one bad play that went for a touchdown, but for the uh, coverage wise, he he was great. Yeah, no, yeah, again, Ross, yeah, he was behind him, but he was still right there. His hand was in there too. He just he was a little behind. So yeah, a step slow. Again, he's not getting a lot of playing time, so he was a step slow. I don't think he looked lost. I think he was just a step behind. Um, yeah. because he, he was right there on the coverage. Just unfortunate. But, no, um, I don't even think I saw Newsom in the game. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, our defense, a lot of people think we're going to take a big dip next year. I don't know that's the case. I think, yes, we lose JoJo. Yes, we lose Stilly. Deontay. Um, we're going to lose Deontay. We don't know about Cam Taylor. I wouldn't be surprised. It, yeah. it all depends on what he's hearing and what kind of calls he's getting. That, that's that's was, what's going to depend on. If I was Cam, I'd probably leave. But um, if he's back, then that's huge. That's and huge. It is huge. Yeah, that is huge. Um, so we'll see. I, I I think our defense still has a lot of upside next year. We still have Shenander coming in, the, and the the linebackers are, the linebackers are so much better than they've been mm. for years. Yep. So much better. Yep. So I think we maybe lost a little bit of that leadership from JoJo yesterday. Um, I think I think Reimer taking the reins there probably, uh, and Henrich. I and think Henrich. those two guys are great. Um, they've, been, they've been great. Yeah, we just we we weren't quite as fast as Wisconsin, and not even fast as Wisconsin. We just took bad angles, bad routes. Well, and then once we got behind, we couldn't catch up. And so with yeah, with a team like Wisconsin, that's just gonna freaking run it at you every time because because Mertz, Mertz sucks. sucks. Um, that can wear on you. Yeah. So well, and credit to credit to I can't give credit to Paul Chris. Uh, <laughs> whoever's playing, whoever's making their play calls, those little dump plays that they did to their tight end beat us every freaking time. And I was starting to get mad. I'm like, that's, dude, that's they, Barry got Alvarez. Seven, they got seven yards to go. They're doing a quick dump to their tight end. That's, you know that. That's Barry Alvarez's grandson. Yeah, but Her why grandson. the hell do we not have a linebacker on him every damn time? That's all I had to do because they run so much that you have to stack the box. Yep. Especially because they, we know they're gonna, we know that they're gonna run, and they still get like five yards a pop. Yep. So you have to stack the box. Yep. And then they do that little tight end, and it's like, God dang, yeah. dude, it seems so easy, but yep, 
And that and again, I, I said I was talking to a Wisconsin fan before the game. I said, you know, we if we if we can stuff the run and start to make Graham Mertz throw the ball more, we're gonna have two to three turnovers. Right. We didn't do that though. We didn't do it enough to make him throw downfield. And that was the problem. We start making him throw more downfield, he's gonna make those mistakes. But that also comes with pressure, which we didn't get a lot of pressure on Mertz yesterday either. Right. Which hurt us. But again, that goes that just goes to the strength of the offensive line and all their non holding that they don't do. Yeah. That you know He helps he did throw the ball a little better than I expected. Uh, when he did throw the ball, but he's still not very good. But what sucks is you look at the stats of the game, and you look at the stats like, oh, Nebraska should have won this game. Yes, that's how it's <laughs> been. <laughs> we the beat higher. The only, th- the only thing we didn't win on stats was turnovers. It's the only thing we didn't win. And so you look at those and stats again. They also had a kick return touchdown. <laughs> Special teams. So I was, I was at, uh, I saw that. Uh, before I had to leave where I was at, I saw that kick return, first play. And I'm walking out of the bar I was at. I'm like, well, that was a good game, guys. Nice to see you. Good game. Nebraska just lost. And I was so so pissed off that I'm listening I on the radio. I was so mad. I was on the radio, and I heard we go down and score. I'm like, okay, great. Like, we bounced back. And, that's, again, someone was talking crap about Martinez, and everyone's like, these players bounce back. And well, they kept leading us on these drives to tie the game up, tie the game up, tie the game up, tie the game up. Over we and over tied again. the game every single time except for the last time that we didn't get a pass interference. Yep. Every time. And, so, and even even the guys for ESPN were like, Nebraska, they just won't give up. Yeah. They're they're three and seven, and these guys will not give up. So Amazing. we give a kickoff return touchdown to start the game when we fired our entire Minus tight ends coach, offensive coaching staff against playing against the number one defense, yep. and we still on our first drive score. Yep. Yeah, man. There's, there's just, a lot of fighting these kids, man. It, it says a lot. It does. And so I again, no moral victories, of course, but if you cannot see the process or the uh, the progress we've made, you do not see the culture shift in this team, the players. You didn't hear this kind of talk about Mike Riley. You didn't hear players oh, being like, or even there was a lot of times we didn't even do a show because we're like, yeah, why would we do a show? When you, you we heard, lost by forty five points and we looked and we gave yeah. up. You heard it with Bo. He was a players coach. Players love Bo, and, oh. and Brandon Kane told us too. Like I love Bo, and we talked to Josh Williams. We talked to um, Cruz Barrett. These guys loved Bo. Brandon loved Riley. They love Brandon Riley. Riley. Yeah, these guys loved playing for Bo. These guys love playing for Scott Frost, and yeah. they will do everything in their power to win a game and go out there and just they'll bleed. They will do everything possible. There's everything. Just That's some, culture. There's just something that needs to change. I don't know what it is. Well, that can go from a close loss to a close win. <laughs> I, I think those changes just got made. I think getting rid of a quarterback coach who doesn't develop our quarterbacks, um, I think – Getting rid of a running backs coach who doesn't know how to develop our running backs. I, I like Ryan Held, though. I did, too. He's a good recruiter, but that's about all he's done. And Marquis Stepp kind of talked about it. Stepp said he was a really good coach, but he wasn't great on the fundamental side. Well, he even said it was the fundamental side of the game. what's interesting is we, we fire him, and then a couple of our guys play that we haven't really seen, and they're pretty good. I forgot about Marvin Scott. Marvin Scott. He got the ball and kind of darted for like seven yards, and I was like, "Who's Who's twenty-one? Who is that guy?" Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, We got to see Brody Belt play again, and he looked good. It's like we could probably see Brody Belt play more. I think he's died for this. Is he a six-year senior? (laughs) He might be. I don't think he would have come back for a six year. I thought they said he was a sophomore from. He's a sophomore from Omaha. Yeah, I think he's going to come back if he comes back. Sophomore slash probably redshirt. Plus COVID year, yeah. he's probably like a freshman, a so. senior, but he's I would probably love, a sophomore. I would love to see Brody Bell get some more touches next year if he's going to be a mini Rex Burkhead, but or just be a Rex Burkhead, yeah, or just be Rex. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, so Matt says we're like where are the running backs been all year long? Again, I think that goes a lot. It, it says a lot about Scott Frost going into that game. Again, Ramirez hurt, which helps the other guys, but it says a lot about Frost, and I also think it says a lot about where Held was. Again, love the guy, but I, I think getting rid of him, getting rid of Mario, and oh, getting, getting rid of Mario, of, getting rid of Lubick, should have gotten rid of Mario, um, and who else we get rid of uh, Dawson or uh, not Dawson, um, offensive line coach. Um, I think those were Escapes me Greg, the Greg uh, the Austin, Austin, yeah. I think I think that's where we saw some of that difference yesterday, some of that fire still. Again, these. 
these guys are still human, and it sucks to lose your job. They're getting paid lots of money, though, lots more than you and I are making probably. Um, right. But a hundred times more. And I think they do have good relationships with these kids. And so, yes, it sucks because they're losing a coach. And, and Steps kind of said it too is you can't get so connected to a coach because it's a business. And that coach loyalty or that, that loyalty from a program to a coach is not like it is from a kid to a coach. Yeah. And so and you, you feel bad for the players that are losing their coach. But at the same time, we came out and we still balled out. I hope that we don't lose some of our better – I mean, I know – uh, Savion Morrison left, but yeah. I hope that we don't lose you know some of our better players because their their <laughs> because the position coach, coach yep. got fired. I don't think that's really what it's about. It's about making a change yep. in the whole landscape of that's the 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 pro, you know the team and just like a, a a fresh start, if you will. And that's why these next coaching hires are so big. They are, and it's such a big deal is because we have to do it right. If we don't do it right, we're going to see the same story next year. No. Again, I yes, some of it's on Frost, as some of you have mentioned, but I don't think it's 100% on Frost. I think it is, again, you're looking at development of our offensive line, development of these running backs, development of these young kids to get to that next level. That's where the problem is. And if we don't develop these kids in their position, which Scott Frost is not coaching the running backs, he's not coaching the offensive line, he coaches the team. And right. so – Yes, he's he's made his own fair share of mistakes. He'll own up to them sometimes. But our position coaches, that's why they are there, is to coach those positions. And if we see these positions failing over and over and over and over again, not developing, we did the right thing by getting rid of them, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I, I mean, I think we can only go up um, as long as we spend the money that we have to get the right pieces yep. in place. Yep. Um, Ross says here, you know, Sevian, you know, he, he didn't really block, <laughs> he didn't uh, pass block very well, uh, whiffed a lot on blitzes. You know, again, if you want to be a running back, you got to be able to block. You well, have to and, block for your quarterback. And if if you, they get past the offensive line, which they do a lot. We, we've we talked about this a lot this year or in years past. Yep. If you want to get on the field as a wide receiver, you have to be able to block. So yep. you might see Levi Falk on the field. You might see Wyatt Lever on the field because those guys are willing to put in the work to block. They, they might not be as skilled as Xavier Betts. Yep. They might not be as skilled as Omar Manning, but they put in the work to block in the run game yep. or whatever they can. So 100%. Well, and, and as uh, Matt Miller says here, that keeping the tight end coach is the best move. 100%. 100%. Because he took over the wide receivers too. And oh, I, our routes, oh, our they routes were, were fantastic. They were the the touchdown that he threw to Torre, um, it, it kind of seemed like they were all kind of confused after they had already called the timeout. Yep. Um, that was a great scheme there. And then when Martinez rolled out on that fourth down, yes, I was like, <laughs> oh, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. And he threw a forty yard pass to Austin Allen. It was it was perfect. Yeah, it it, it was so like Money. disguised, and he was out there, and it was awesome. It was it, yeah. And we are so prone to being like, oh, he's got to roll out shit. Like he's gonna get two yards, yep. and maybe two yards, and we have to punt the oh, ball. Oh, it's fourth down. He's gonna get in, instead for loss. And, and we did it on a, a second or third down play uh, yesterday too, where uh, Toure came back to the ball. I, I don't remember seeing the game this year where a receiver came back to the ball when the quarterback was scrambling. Huh. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I've seen it. And he made a good throw, a good catch. I think we were a couple of yards short and we're getting the first down on the next play. So um yeah, I think that was a huge difference. And, and like Ross says, we talked about it before. The guys that came with Frost were the conference guys. They were not built to coach Big Ten football. And I think that's the biggest everyone thought that Mario was a big quarterback guru. Yeah, maybe for a quarterback that's gonna play in a, a high scoring, high power offense. Not a, an offense that's going to go up against really good defenses every week in the Big yeah. Ten. And so okay. I think we're seeing some of that. We saw some of that yesterday. Um, and it was just it – was, it was great. The offense was was good, good enough to win that game. It just came down to a couple well, mistakes and, and that kickoff. And, and what's funny was – and don't get me wrong. There, there was confusion a, a time or two. Cheers, Miller. There was a confusion a time or two where we had to call timeouts. And the announcers kept saying – you know, I just don't know why they they fired these coaches. Why wouldn't they just wait till the end of the year? Well, a couple things. For one, I'm pretty sure Trev went to Scott and said, "You need to make a change now," and so he did. 
But not only that, we were better on offense mm-hmm. yesterday after firing those yes. coaches against the number one defense in the country. So, I mean, yeah. I I, and they kept questioning it. They're like, I just don't know why you did that. And I'm like, yeah. well, I'm, I know we weren't perfect, but we were a lot yeah. better than well, we and you, you have. Well, and you have to get them gone because you, you had to do some search in that bye week as well to yeah. where you're, now you're talking to guys that are potentially still coaching about, hey, coming to Nebraska. Well, because you got to get on the recruiting trail. Yes. So you so, have to get So the reason in. the reason makes sense. Again, I even said like I was kind of surprised it happened like immediately. But then I was like, wait, I had to take a step back and understand a little bit better. So, um, yeah. I oh, mean, and especially if you already say you're going to keep Frost, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of the next yep. two games. I mean, th- th- we could have lost 42 to nothing yesterday, but we were going to keep Frost for these two games. You had to make some changes yep. and see what you can do. Yep. And obviously the changes that we made were, were good, if yep. you ask me. And now it's the we, changes we've been talking about for two years. Exactly. Uh, right. Like, now, except for hell. That's the one guy we haven't talked about, but right. Yeah. But now you can search for the, the right guys, hopefully, or, yeah. you know, whatever we can do to, to make this thing a little better. So hundred percent. I think, um, I think we have the, again, we have the money to do it. We just cleared some space too with frost contracts. So there's some money to do it. Um, just gotta go out and get them. And I, I think it's the pre- and some people are like, who wants to come play, who wants to come coach with Scott Frost? I guarantee you, there's a lot of people that would come and coach in Nebraska. Oh, I mean, we just, are still, if anything, just for that paycheck or potential buyout. It, but if you watch every game this year and you're a coach, you're kind of like a player as well. A player's going to be like, I can be that guy that's going to make a difference. Yeah, I think coaches are probably saying the same thing. Like, I can go there and I see where I can make an improvement that's going to change those one loss. One score losses to one, two, three score wins. Right. Like, and they like, know you're getting paid. Hey, Scott, I coach special teams, and you have the worst special teams that anyone has ever had in the history of the Let sport of football. Help you. So I'm gonna come and fix this for you. Help me help you. That's it's got to be. It. I think coaches want are gonna want to come here again. Scott has built a foundation for the culture that is positive. Right. As much as people don't want to admit it, if you can't see that this year, then you're blind. Take your blinders off. The fact that we're losing games, take that blinder off and say, what are the kids doing on the field? They're still fighting. They're still playing. They're playing hard. They talk good about their coach. They have zero. They're talking on social media. They're recruiting guys still. They're recruiting their friends and people they know or friends of friends and brothers of friends, and they're trying to get people to still come to Nebraska. That's culture. If they didn't want to be here, they didn't believe in Scott, they wouldn't be doing that. Yep. They would not do that. Oh, all right. Woo. Oh, so that was fun. Um, we're, we're coming up on an hour here. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who joined in. For sure. Uh, Matt Miller, I think it's the first time I've seen you. You saw a couple other first guys on the show today. I did want to give a shout-out to Cross Train real quick. Um, I'm drinking the Bragging Rights uh, Hazy IPA. Um, this is their um, Iowa versus Nebraska uh, beer. Very good if you like IPAs. It is good. If you like IPAs, it does hit you in the mouth the first time you take a sip, but kind of tropical, uh, but it's good. Um, Took me much longer to drink than this said Bud Light. Than the Bud Light, but um, it's very good, so go check it out. Again, Iowa Hate Week, so this is why they do it. Uh, They collaborate with uh, with an Iowa brewery, so very good beer with Cross Strain here in Nebraska. Um, Please beat Iowa. Yes, Matt, add us on. Share with your friends and family. Lane, thanks for joining today. We've seen you before. Let's beat those Hawkeyes. Let's go Please. have some Hawk for uh, Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving lunch. Um, thank you, everybody. Go Big Red. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Go Cowboys. Beat those Chiefs. We'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Yeah.